0: Hello and thanks for joining us today for the latest Marketing Week Explores podcast. My name is Lucy Tesseris and I'm the Features Editor at Marketing Week and I'm joined today by reporter Molly Fleming. Um, we've been looking more closely at career development um, over the past couple of weeks um, and we've got a series of features exploring different aspects of career progression from the benefits of being an outsider, so someone that has zero experience of working in a certain sector, to how to succeed in interim roles, how to bounce back from redundancy and why maternity leave shouldn't be a women's only issue. Um, In today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on the first two topics. Molly, you've been looking at why it's crucial for brands to look beyond sector experience when hiring marketing talent. There are very few um, boundaries between sectors today, so if consumers get a great experience in retail or finance for example, they'll expect that same great experience in every other sector. So how useful is it then to bring people in who don't have preconceived ideas of how marketing is done in a particular sector to ensure that the focus is on best practice rather than what has been done before? But I think it can be incredibly
1: useful. I think in many sectors, especially cars and FMCG, there's a real school of thought that in order to be an excellent marketer, you need to know your industry inside out, which isn't necessarily the case. I interviewed about 10 marketers across a range of sectors who all acknowledged that those coming from a completely different sector provided invaluable experience. Any marketer today knows that the consumer landscape is changing drastically and quickly, no matter your sector. I know we've certainly written a lot about it. And getting an outsider's perspective allows you to kind of stay ahead of the competition as it creates a diversity of thought which is essential. I mean the most obvious benefit of that diversity, like I said, is new ideas, right? Having someone completely different coming in offers a fresh perspective and a thinking outside the box mentality that is much harder to achieve if you've just been inside your sector bubble. With more competition across an increasing number of channels, running the same old campaigns will no longer kind of cut it to make an impact and having a lasting impression. You do need to think about getting outside the box, and whether it's getting someone from cars into insurance, they can apply the, se- the same knowledge they've learned from their previous se- sector to your one. It also means that marketers have someone to bounce ideas off, who's going to challenge them and not just accept the status quo.
0: No, I think that's absolutely right. It's kind of bringing in that fresh perspective, isn't it? Um, marketing is a hugely transferable skill, so people can kind of mm. take what they've learned in one sector and then apply that to another um, quite easily. Um, from, from a marketer's perspective, what would you say the benefits are of moving between sectors? I honestly think it depends on the marketer and their kind of individual career, to be honest. The benefits can be huge, but I think you
1: really have to look at where you're at and also what you want your career progression to look like. Mm. If you feel challenged and can see a chance for growth and new skills, you should consider staying in your current job. I can talk a bit about more about this later, but I spoke to people who'd stayed in the same sector, who had incredibly rewarding and demanding careers to become top marketers of their brands. That being said, those who did move just couldn't recommend it enough. Annabel Venner, who's now Global Brand Director at Insurance his Cogs, says the experiences in multiple sectors has made her a more rounded marketer. Others who moved said they'd had a greater range of experiences to draw on, which made them more flexible as marketers and better at handling difficult situations. That's definitely something that Sasha Clark, who's been a top marketer at Subway, International Continental Hotels Group and Carphone Warehouse echoed. She said it broadened her skill set and increased her confidence as a marketer. She told me, There are certain points in my career where I found I needed to make a move because I was starting to stagnate. I felt like I was proficient and experienced and excelling at what I did, but I wasn't adding to my skill set. That was part of the motivation to jump across and experience a different sector. However, I do think Clark was keen to point out that she was much more confident working in an industry where she had a functional need, which is also something Tesco's group brand director Michelle Mcetrick really strongly agreed with. She moved after four years of back um, Barclays to be at Tesco, and she said, "I'm very comfortable moving between sectors without having sector experience, as long as I have deep experience of the functional need. Then I think the question is whether you can af- apply that functional expertise." effectively within the organisation. So I think that's worth bearing in mind but the key takeaways were gaining confidence, a wider range of skills to draw on, and also a more interesting career. If you're someone who wants to be stretched and challenged constantly in a fast-paced environment then this is like one clear way of ensuring that happens.
0: Yeah no absolutely. Um, so if a business is looking to hire someone who doesn't have expertise in that particular sector what do you think it is they should be looking for? I thought that EON's marketing and communications director, Belinda Moore, put it best when she said that above all she
1: focuses on the individual's journey. She told me, I don't rule out one or the other as long as there is a very coherent story about the decision they've made. I thought the same about Hiscox Fenner, who also passionately agreed that diversity of thought is crucial but and that always looks for outsiders. But she interestingly said it depended on the role. She said, we don't say we need someone with FMCG experience. We'll say we need someone with great experience in producing impactful brand campaigns, which is different. We look for all expertise. I also spoke to Steve Chaluma, who you th- might think would have a different idea, as he's been CMO at Birdseye and been at the brand for th- his entire career. But he also agreed. He said, we look for all all-round capability that an individual would have. And part of that would be about kind of diversity of brands they've worked on and how they bring interesting perspectives. And I think in general, I think just look for someone who has the skills you're looking for, be that strong brand building or a certain skill set. It's important to look at candidates holistically. its I think it's worth just looking at individual candidates for their skills and experience, separate of sector. And then when you have a list of strong contenders, look at your team. Is it mainly industry experts? Do you need an outsider to shake things up? Or could you do with someone who's grounded in the sector?
0: No, I think that's a, yeah, really, a really good point. It's about having that kind of... That that balance across the team, isn't it? So you've got people that have really in-depth sector Mm. knowledge balanced with people that are perhaps kind of really skilled marketers that have kind of a, a, a real kind of passion and kind of understanding of marketing as a discipline and kind of bringing those two aspects together within the team. You mentioned um, Steve Choluma there um, who of course has worked at um, Birdside for almost two decades and you spoke to a couple of other marketers who have worked in the same industry or um, business for for their entire career. What were their thoughts, um, both from a personal career perspective and when it comes to hiring?
1: Well, it's interesting you mentioned Shalima. As you said, he's been at Birdseye his whole career, and he was quite clear that he thought it gave him an advantage because he knew the brand, the sector, and campaigns just inside out. However, he was also clear on the fact that he'd always felt challenged and happy within the brand, Mm. and if he hadn't, he would have moved. Yeah. He was unusual, I think, because he experienced such a wide range of managing styles, including being owned by Unilever and a private equity company, so he felt he had been stretched and challenged in the same way as others who've moved. Mm. Um, Consultant Andrew Marsden, who worked as a top marketer at Unilever and Britfic over three decades, kind of agreed that sector-specific knowledge should not be underestimated. He told me, it's relatively straightforward to understand the financial size of the business, but what's not clear is the real subtleties of the consumer behavior you need to understand in order to find something new and move the strategy on. Both of them reiterated though, that they thought diversity of thought was crucial, and agreed that hiring outside sectors was important. But they both kind of interestingly talked a lot about what they're seeing as a trend, where they see younger marketers are constantly looking for their next shiny new job, instead of focusing on doing a good job where they are. Mm. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're not just constantly looking at your career progression, you're also making sure that you do a good job. Andrew Marsden said to me, it's a really small industry, Mm. so you've got to make sure, even if you you want to move between sectors, that you've got a good reputation wherever you go, and, and also to make sure you focus on what's your
0: own individual brand. Yeah, no, completely. He also said as well that it's important, more, perhaps more important um, to work for businesses of different sizes mm. and different life stages, rather than perhaps seeking out jobs in different sectors, because it gives you a, a broader kind of wealth of experience, perhaps. We've also been taking a closer look at how marketers can succeed in interim roles, like marketers without sector-specific experience, interim marketers have to be incredibly well-rounded to ensure they can hit the ground running. Whether brought in to drive strategic change or provide temporary cover, they don't have the luxury of time to settle in or get their feet under the table before they can start. So how can marketers ensure they hit the ground running? I think the biggest piece of advice is to go in well-armed, to ensure you've done lots of research into the business ahead of joining, to really understand the product or services you'll be working on and how it is perceived um by consumers and also kind of do some research about the people that you're gonna be working with as well so you understand mm. kind of what the, what the challenges are and perhaps what the opportunities are going to be as well. Another thing that came up um, is to expect the unexpected. Speaking to a number of marketers who specialize in interim roles, They said no matter what the brief looks like, inevitably there's going to be things that throw you off course, which could be internal politics, a change of strategy or different teams trying to solve different problems. So one of the most challenging aspects um, of being an interim marketer is managing the existing team and ensuring they get on board with the changes you're trying to implement. The key then is to be extremely upfront and honest with everyone. You can't have one message for one colleague and then another one for someone else. Um, it's also really critical to listen to what everyone has to say. Um, ask them what their take is on a certain topic to ensure they feel part of the process. That also then helps with ensuring that whatever strategy is developed, um, that it will work for both the business and for the team, because it's going to be them that are going to be carrying it out kind of on a day-to-day basis.
1: Hmm. I think that's really interesting,
0: but what if you're covering for someone else just really short periods, say like maternity leave for example? So that's a really good point. Um, A lot of the same principles apply, but obviously rather than being brought in to drive change, you're there to keep the ship steady and ensure that everything remains business as usual in the most part. Um, In that case, it's hugely important to be respectful of the person whose job you're covering for. I spoke to Victoria Bell, who was brought in as interim CMO of the Times and Sunday Times to cover maternity leave. Um, she was actually made redundant while on maternity leave herself, so she was incredibly sensitive to the fact that she was caretaking someone else's role. Um, she did a comprehensive handover with the person she was covering for ahead of leaving, and established the level of communication that the person she was covering for wanted while she was on maternity leave, just so there was no kind of mm. no kind of questions about kind of stepping on people's toes or kind of. Getting involved when, um, when perhaps um, it wasn't perhaps the right thing to do, and also making sure that um, the person she was covering for kind of felt within kind of part of the loop, um, but at the same time she wasn't being bombarded with um, kind of communication that she didn't want. Um, Victoria said that she was still um, able to make her mark and, and drive efficiencies, but that she was always mindful of the fact that she was delivering against a predetermined strategy. Um, She's actually since taken on a permanent role as CMO of News UK's news productions business, so was able to prove her value to the business while still being respectful of the market she was covering for. Mm. God, I think
1: that's really important to remain respectful maternity. Completely. Um, It's really interesting as well how she managed to do that while also kind of delivering results and proving herself. Mm. Um, But there must kind of be challenges to working on an interim basis though.
0: Yes, and I think the biggest one um, that came up when I was speaking to people was the uncertainty of not having a regular income. Um, So one of the marketers I spoke to said it can be a bit feast or famine financially. it can also be relatively stressful as you have to hit the ground running and work quite intensively for three to six months or whatever the the time period is um so it means you're basically always job hunting so you need to continually be updating your cv and your linkedin profile and networking and be on the lookout for mm. kind of the next um the next role it obviously does have its benefits too though because the nature of the work is quite intensive Um, Sam Bridger, one of the marketers I spoke to, who has worked for Whitbread restaurants and Avios, among others, she says she tends to work for three to six months and then takes several months off to recharge and reset and um, kind of get everything in order um, ahead of her next role. So she says that the work-life balance actually really works well for her. She says it also allows her to do consultancy work and short-term projects, which is something she really enjoys. So there's definitely lots of opportunities um, as well as perhaps the restrictions, but it just depends on whether it's right for right for you, I guess. Definitely lots of opportunities for marketers who do choose to work on an interim basis. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, but um, for more on how to succeed in interim roles and the benefits of being an outsider, do check out marketingweek.com, where you'll find a number of in-depth features. And like I mentioned earlier, we'll also be publishing features um, looking at how to bounce back from redundancy and why maternity leave is not a women only issue so look out for those as well so thank you molly for everything today and thank you everyone for listening if you like what you've heard you can subscribe to our podcast which is on itunes and soundcloud where you can also find episodes of our other podcast marketing week meets